Good evening, brothers and sisters. It's great to see everyone. I want to welcome us to uh, Mary's Midweek tonight uh, for Brooklyn and Staten Island. It's great to be here with you guys tonight. Uh, I know some of us are battling allergies and um, let's be praying for rain so that uh, a lot of this pollen will disappear very quickly. I'm just gonna go ahead and get right into it tonight. I've titled my lesson tonight, Can We Talk? Can we talk? When my wife tells me, Richard, can we talk? I'm always thinking, now what have I done? Or what have I done now? And the truth of the matter is the Bible does say a lot about communicating and uh, about you and I listening to God and, and talking to other people. And obviously, especially with our spouses, we really not need to continue to get better in terms of how we communicate. And uh, again, many passages teach us about talking and listening. And obviously God in his own wisdom gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. And we always need to keep this ratio in mind, uh, especially in our marriages, when we're talking about communicating properly with each other. So tonight, brothers and sisters, you know, I want us as married people to talk about, can we talk? In Colossians chapter three, in verse 12, the Bible says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. This passage tells us to clothe ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. Obviously, it is talking to both husband and wife, and obviously to all of us Christians as a whole. This passage, brothers and sisters, is commanding us to be like Jesus. When we are like Jesus, it will help us in our communication in our married life. Jesus is compassionate. Jesus is kind. Jesus is humble. Jesus is gentle. Jesus is patient. And you can read that in all his interactions throughout the Gospels, where the way he says things and the way he, he deals with people, he exudes all these virtues. And I believe that when you and I are like this, it's really going to help our communication with our spouses. We are being called to be like Jesus. If we are not growing in these areas, it's not going to help us in our marriages. And it's really going to mess up our communication. It further tells us to bear with each other, to forgive one another. Please go ahead and mute yourself. I can see, I can hear somebody moving. Um, it calls us to bear with each other, to forgive one another. And then it calls us also that to put on love above all these virtues. 
So brothers and sisters, I would like for us to begin here, where if we get this down, I think it's going to help us in our communication with our spouses. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13, the Bible says, listen before you answer. If you don't, you're being stupid and insulting. This is one of those passages you read and you go, ouch. This is another convicting passage. It's saying basically that you and I, to answer before listening is foolish. And when Sarah and I are talking, she'll be saying something. And before she finishes, boom, I want to jump right in there and defend myself. And she would very calmly say, Richard, let me finish. Let me finish. You see, this passage is saying that if I don't let her finish, it's insulting. And I'm being a fool. I find that for myself when, you know, I'm, I'm very quick to answer back because I'm trying to defend myself, you know, instead of trying to understand what she's trying to communicate to me. This passage is basically saying, don't cut your spouse off when they're talking. Just listen, let them finish, and then you can respond. Then I can respond. Not allowing your spouse to finish is really very disrespectful. It really is. Let them talk, then ask, can I speak? Have you finished your thought? And then you can chime in. Have you finished what you have to say? And then you can chime in. You know, it's, it's, it's very um, important that we go back, honestly, to when we were dating our spouses and we couldn't wait for them to get out of work. We were looking forward to the dates, whether it was after work or during the weekends. Do you, do you remember this? When, you know, you would sit there and be talking. You were not interrupting him during that time. You were not interrupting her during that time. If anything, you wanted her to talk. You wanted him to talk. And I think you and I need to remember these times where we would sit there for hours and not wanting the dates to end and not wanting the time to end. So what has happened to all that? You know, back when you were dating your spouse, you wouldn't dare cut them off as they were speaking. You wouldn't dare do it because you were trying to impress your spouse. Okay? Brothers and sisters, you and I need to get back to this where we're, we're, we're listening we're talking and, um, and we're not arguing, but we're just talking, okay? Many years ago in 1993, there was a song that came out. Uh, by that time, he was a young man. Uh, his name was Tevin Campbell in 1993. The, the title of the song was Can We Talk? And it was written by Babyface and Daryl Simmons. That song is now 30 years old. And at, at the end of this lesson, I, I have an assignment for all the husbands that are listening tonight, okay? But you see, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, when words are many, sin is not absent, but he who holds his tongue is wise. This is another convicting passage. It says, when words are many, sin is not absent. In other words, stop talking. In other words, be quiet, okay? 
You and I need to be quiet when our spouse is talking. Stop trying to win the argument. Okay? Both of us need to be like Jesus and be humble. Have a Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. It says, Those who guard their lips preserve their life. But those who speak rashly will come to ruin. We need to guard our lips. The, the, the funny thing is, with words, is once they come out, you can't take them back. Our words, our body language is very, very important when we're talking to each other. And again, as married people, if you have kids, let us make sure that, you know, when, 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 when we're talking like this with our spouses, make sure that you don't do that in the presence of your children. You need to cool off. You need to go for a walk. You need to go do something. But don't do this in the presence of your kids. We shouldn't be raising our voices while we're talking in the presence of our kids or with hearing shot of them where maybe they're in the second room or maybe they're downstairs, but they can hear you. Okay? We need to be calm and be like Jesus. Because if our kids hear us arguing or raising our voices with each other, guess what? They get very insecure. And I'll keep on saying that. You don't want to do that in the presence of your children. How about Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23? It says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Our mouths and tongues will always get us into trouble very fast. But when you and I are listening like Jesus, that is the way to go. I mean, I'm very convicted by this because, you know, God listens to me in prayer every day. And he doesn't give me an attitude. He's not like, okay, Richard, could you get done? He's always there listening to me. And I think we need to afford our spouses the same respect, the same attitude, where we listen. Again, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. So that you and I can listen more than we talk. And the truth is, if God is going to put up with my babbling and my complaining daily, why wouldn't we give our spouses the same privilege where we listen more and talk less? Because if you keep on talking, you know, then your wife is going to give you the cold shoulder. You know, and I'm sure we've all gone through this. Okay? Every last one of us listening, at some point in our marriages, We've been through this, okay? You know, this guy is in the doghouse, okay? It's not fun being in the doghouse. And that's why it's very important that we listen and we were able to communicate, okay? And so what am I saying? I'm saying that we don't give the devil a foothold. We need to talk it out and not give the devil the satisfaction. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, the Bible says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up your spouse, that it may benefit them. Okay? I've adjusted the passage slightly because I'm talking to married people tonight. Apart from God, brothers and sisters, our marriage is the most important relationship we have as Christians. Wholesome talk is what we are meant to be saying to each other. And so 
Very quickly, I want to run through some wholesome words and phrases that we need to be saying to each other to better our communication. Okay, so let's talk about some wholesome words and phrases. Number one, I appreciate your effort. We need to be saying that to each other. Your spouse has cleaned the house or done the laundry or, you know, cooked you a meal or cooked me a meal, whatever it is they've done. We need to, we need to say it out loud. I appreciate your effort. I appreciate you doing that. You know, when, when you and I appreciate whatever effort or whatever thing our spouse has done, what you are saying is, I see you. And I thank you for doing that. But it's very, it's very important that you verbalize it. You know, when we, when we drive somewhere, um, when we arrive there, or maybe I drive back home, and my wife loves to drive. So I would say, thank you for driving. And when she drives, I say, thank you for driving. And I have to confess, there are times I forget, you know, and, uh, but it, it's saying that I appreciate you. I see you. And I thank you for doing that. And I, and I think we need to, we need to appreciate our spouses every single day. Again, we're talking about wholesome talk here, wholesome phrases that we need to be using. Number two, you're awesome. God has allowed you to be married to one of his sons and daughters. Let's not take each other for granted. What you and I have in this Christian marriage, you know, people in the world are dying to have it. And we need to appreciate each other. And so, you know, for very often we need to be saying, you know what, honey, babe, babe, whatever it is you call yourself, okay? You're awesome. Let's not take it for granted. Mother's Day is coming up. Father's Day is coming up. Make it special. You're saying, I, you're awesome. I truly appreciate and I'm very thankful for being married to you. Okay? Let's express that. Number three. Help me understand this. Instead of blossing out, what? A better way to say that is, help me understand this. What do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? So don't say what. Instead, say, help me understand this. Listen and really seek to understand. Number four. Say out loud, I'm listening. And when you're doing that, Turn the television off. Or put it on pause. That program is not going anywhere. Put the phone down. Give your spouse your full attention. Again, remember, when you were dating each other, and for many of us, there were no cell phones back then, we had our undivided attention. There are times, you know, where we're out, and we're seated at the dinner table and, and we're waiting for the food to come. And I'm on there on my phone, checking something or answering a text. And so I'll say, you know what? And, you know, Richard, can you, can you put that up? Can you put that away? 
And I was like, oops, oops, I'm sorry. But you see, let's give each other our full attention while our spouses are speaking to us or whenever it is we're spending time with each other, okay? But say, I'm listening. And then let's tune our ears up to hear what our spouses are saying. Number five, I'm sorry. You and I are sinners. We're going to blow it. And it's very important that we own it. And there's going to be times when you got to just apologize. Just say, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Now, don't just say it just to say it. Say it because you really mean it. Say it because you understand you know, how you know, you, you've hurt your spouse in a, in, in, in a certain way. But say it because you really mean it. But it's important to say, I'm sorry. Because again, I promise you, you're going to blow it before the end of the week. You're going to blow it before the end of next week. That's just life. But it's important that we humble out and, uh, and we're able to express to each other, you know what, when we mess up. Number six, I forgive you. Can you forgive me? You know, your spouse has apologized. Forgive them and let it end there. Okay? Something happened between Sarah and I the other night and I was upset. Uh, and then, you know, I got into bed and then uh, later on, I looked down at my phone and she had texted me saying, you know, I'm sorry. And she apologized. And that was it. But it's very important that we forgive each other. Because again, I promise you, next week is going to be your turn. Uh, let's not hold things over each other's heads. The Bible says that you and I, that love does not keep a record of wrongs. So it's very important that we forgive one another when we mess up. Number seven. It's important to express to your spouse, I'm not going anywhere. Brothers and sisters, as Christians, we should never threaten our spouse with walking out on the marriage or getting a divorce. It should never happen. Okay? If you're having problems, then you need to go get help. You need to go get professional help if you have to. But we should never threaten each other by saying, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm leaving or I, I want a separation. It's not done. We were two, and now we've become one in Christ, in this marriage. Sarah knows I will die first before leaving her or walking out on her and vice versa. Now we've married now for 31 years. And the thought of divorce or separating has never crossed our minds. Never. And it will never happen. Because I'm not going there. And so it's important, you know, to, 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 for your spouse to know that, you know what? No matter what it is, we're going to sort it out. But I'm not going anywhere. Number eight. Let's do something fun. Let's go do something fun. Again, if we're not careful, we're going to find ourselves just getting up every day, getting the kids ready for school, you go to school, we come back, and we just go to the routine over and over again. And, and we forget to, to be romantic. We forget to, you know what, just, let's just go off and, 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 and plan a nice getaway and, and, and just, you know, have, have some me time. Get somebody to babysit your kids. And uh, if, your, if your kids are grown, perhaps they can, you know, be at home by themselves. Uh, and that's fine, too. But it's important that you keep the romance going. Excuse me. Now, you don't wait for marriage retreat to, to go have a night off. It, it shouldn't be that way. You know, one of the things that my wife and I, we've talked about 
um, is um, at least once every quarter, just to, to, to plan a getaway, you know? And uh, I missed the last one. And so I, I got to make up for it this second quarter. But you see, let's, let's go do something fun. Because if not, life will just get to you. And before you know it, you know, you, you become two people that are just living in the house uh, like roommates. But it's important that we continue to have fun. It's important that we continue to be romantic. It's, a, it's important that we continue to connect with our spouses. And so very quickly, I want to talk about seven key active listening skills. All right? Number one, be attentive. When, when your spouse is talking, give them, again, your undivided attention. Turn the TV off. Turn the phone off. Um, don't be fidgeting. You know, whatever it is you're doing, stop it and just look at them and make eye contact. But you need to be attentive. Number two, another way to help in, 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 in listening is to ask open-ended questions of your spouse because that gives them the opportunity to talk. And that causes me and that causes you to listen. And so one of the best ways to, to, to develop your listening skills is asking your spouse open-ended questions. For example, how was your day today? That's an open question. Okay? How was your day? Or how did that thing go? That's an open-ended question. We need to get in the habit of asking each other open-ended questions. Number three, ask probing questions. Ask probing questions. For example, how did that happen? What was going on over there in that situation? That's a probing question. In other words, you're asking your spouse to expand on what, whatever it is that you're discussing. But ask probing questions. Number four, if there is something you've heard and you don't understand, request clarification. You can say something like, is this what I hear you saying? Is this what I'm hearing from you? And so if, you, if you're not sure about something, it's okay to ask for clarification. Because what happens a lot of times, I know with me, is I'm not really listening to what she's saying and I'm hearing something else, but that's not what she's telling me or that's not what she's trying to communicate with me. And I'll say, this, this, this. And I say, no, that's not what I said. And so it's important that you ask for clarification. Number five, paraphrase. Paraphrase. In other words, where you, you shorten whatever it is you want to do or you want to talk about. But it's okay to paraphrase. Number six, be aware and try to reflect feelings. And that's one of the things I... Honestly, again, I'm confessing my sins here. I don't like about Zoom because it, it's very hard to communicate via Zoom because I, I want to see your body language. I, I want to see your eyes, you know? Uh, and so when you're, when you're in a room with your spouse, you know, you're, you're able to see everything. You, you, you can see how they're feeling. You, you can, you can, you can, their gestures and their body language. And that all, it, it helps listening. It helps communication, okay? So you and I need to be aware and try to reflect the feelings that we have as we're communicating with one another. And then finally, it's important that we learn to summarize. We learn to summarize. Okay, you've had this talk with your spouse to be able to summarize, okay, here's what I hear you saying. 
And she knows it's, yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's a, that's a great summary. But you know, no, that's not what I'm saying. They, again, you need to go back and listen. Ask open-ended questions. Pro ask probing questions. Request for what you don't understand. And again, be aware of each other's body language and feelings. And then again, summarize. All right? And so tonight, um, we're not going to have breakout rooms because the breakout room I want us to have is with our spouses, where at the end of this lesson, uh, we are going to, we're going to uh, log off. And I, I, and I want us to talk as, as husband and wife. Uh, but before we do that, um, go ahead, uh, Michael. Let me stop the lesson. Before